Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. This is the first of many collaborative podcasts between Wave and MarketScale Pro AV, where Wave founder Jennifer Willard and I discuss challenges, positives, trends, and important figures affecting and inspiring women in Pro AV. In this first episode, we want to take you back to 2011, when Willard founded Women in AV. Not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but as Willard recollects in her June article, Why I'm Proud to Be a Woman in AV, things were a lot different for women looking to get involved or already entrenched in the industry. Just look at the Infocom trade show floor. Best of Booth Babes slideshows adorned the projector screens, and there was more hired female talent than actual women representing their organizations. Since then, with Avixa's Women's Council local groups taking off in the past year and a half, the relative departure of Booth Babes, and mentoring initiatives being built worldwide, things have changed a lot for women in the space. That doesn't mean there aren't new or deeper challenges that still need to be addressed. Willard and I will discuss a sort of state of the union for women in Pro-AV, building a foundation of the most exciting wins and distressing problems afflicting the space, and setting the stage to hear from other thought leader women in Pro-AV about their experiences, innovations, and creativity. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on and great to be collaborating on this. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for pitching the idea of Wave and MarketScale Pro AV, joining forces and putting together a great podcast series on women in AV, the challenges, the positive wins over the past few years, giving a platform to let people express their voices and their opinions and um, some issues, maybe some some great moments that they've had as women or as allies of women in the AV space. Uh, I think this is going to be an exciting series. Great. I'm excited. Look forward to it. So let's start by introing you a little bit and setting the stage a bit for who you are. So Jennifer Willard, you are a 20-year AV industry professional, multi-award winning international speaker on the design and construction of AV and IT technology in courts and justice spaces. So that's incredible. I know you also founded Wave Women in AV in 2011. So Tell me a bit about that process, founding Wave, why you decided to do so, um, what that process was like in the beginning, in the inception process. Great. So, yes. So, in 2010, um, I was actually the first female who won um, Avixa's Young AV Professional. And when I went to the conference where they gave the award, it was Infocom 100. And I met some of the most amazing, you know, successful women Um I had ever in our industry. Unfortunately, there was literally of a hundred, there was about five of us. Uh, the next year when I went to Infocom in Orlando, I was really touched. And uh, one of the women, uh, Corey Schaefer, she actually remembered me and went out of her way to say hello when she saw me. And it was something that just really got me thinking, like, how can we as women, you know, stay in touch outside of these trade shows, outside of these conferences, these, these events and things that happen, you know, rarely um, that keep us together, even though geography has us so spaced out because we're so few numbers. So I started a, a LinkedIn group for the women in AV, sent it out to a, a couple of friends 
that I did have. And within one hour, we had over 23 members. So it was pretty clear to us that the the demand was there. From that, it's really taken on a life of its own, which has been incredible. We had a founding board, a planning board, um, such as I mentioned, uh, Corey Schaefer, Jan Sandry, Kelly Perkins, uh, Laureen Jones, and others who we really tried to lay the foundation. And one of the important things that we did up front, you know, we created our mission. Um, you know, we tried to set out sort of the guidelines and principles about what kind of organization we wanted to be and uh, what we wanted to offer to women and um, our industry. So from there, it, you know, like I said, it, it really grew on its own. Um, in 2014, Abigail Brown, a phenomenal woman in AV out of the UK, took over that uh, chapter for us. And um, over the last several years, she's, uh, you know, herself with her partners and others that she's worked with in the industry has continued to um, grow um, her reach, which, you know, started uh, recently. We just launched a mentoring program out of the UK uh, with Sadie uh, Groom from Bubble Agency. You know, really, you know, how its inception was, was really just from the heart um, and the desire to, you know, make friends, collaborate together and do good things with and for each other. And, you know, I think that that's something uh, that everybody can, you know, sort of embrace and uh, get excited about. Right. Well, I think what's so exciting is that it started as a place for community and a place for coming together and feeling like, right, there are others like me in the space. And let's, you know, kind of band together and feel this sense of community within our industry. And then now that has evolved into initiatives, into um, public outreach programs, into creating podcasts like this one where we hope to let the voices of the women in the AV industry shine more and you know get their opinions out there and it's it's exciting to see how something can evolve from just a nugget of an idea to a group of like-minded individuals to an entire movement. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. It's always fun, you know, and, and people can get excited and when they have an opportunity, especially one of the things that I just myself personally have always loved about the AV industry as a whole is the fact that we're all very service oriented people. You know, we're not like a Wall Street, you know, type industry where, you know, we're trying to make money for ourselves, you know, or or do things like that. We're very much focused on others just as an industry. And so, you know, having that sense of community is something that, you know, really comes naturally to a lot of people. And, you know, I, I should note that one of the things that was really important, you know, to me and, and to our, you know, founding planning board was the fact that, you know, we wanted to have men be part of our organization. You know, really, we made that conscious decision from the very beginning. I think that we're one of the few, if, you know, you know, still to this day, who actually really encourage men and value the input, you know, support and um, perspective of men in our industry. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all in this together. So um, it's, you know, it's really exciting to, uh, you know, some of our biggest supporters that we've had over the years, you know, Tim Albright, uh, Kevin McLaughlin, um, Rob Shealy, and, you know, uh, Chuck Wilson, uh, Gary Kay, they've really been the ones that have helped us to move forward in ways that just as women, we might not have been able to on our own. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a team effort. And now yourself. Right, exactly. Yes, I, I'm joining the ranks and I'm, I'm proud to do so. <laughs> awesome. So let's again touch on the point of this series. So Wave is collaborating with MarketScale Pro AV to create a platform for women to get involved and hear their voices, stories, accomplishments, and challenges that they're facing within the industry. Um, and I'm really excited that you reached out again to make this happen. Um, I think for this first episode, since it's just you and I, we are going to treat it as sort of a base level for the rest of the series. So I think looking at some of the positive wins in the space over the last decade or so, and then some of the challenges that are still facing women in the space, kind of digging into those, analyzing what the reasons for them are, um, how Wave is helping either encourage those wins or fight those challenges, and what's around the corner, um, because I'm looking forward to some of the further episodes where we get some other guests on here and do hear some of those third-party voices, which I think is really going to elevate this to the next level. So let's go ahead and start with that foundation build out what those challenges are, what those positive wins are, and basically do a state of the union for women in the pro AV industry. Uh, let's start with the challenges. I think this is important to remember. Um, you know, I was looking over some articles that you've written, and you wrote one in June called Why I'm Proud to Be a Woman in AV. And I was looking over some of the pictures you posted, and I was honestly pretty blown away that um, even just as early as 2010, 2011, it was still, you know, best of booth babes. That was still the standard for um, a lot of trade shows and and just the way that women were treated or the way that women were perceived in the pro AV industry was eye candy, right? Not professionals. And, and not that, you know, everyone was treated that way necessarily, but that was the standard and that was kind of what was fun and that was acceptable. And now you look at Infocom 2018 and the things that have progressed from there, it's, it's pretty incredible. The change that actually comes when people are paying attention and when they're looking to change the culture. So let's focus on those challenges first. Um, tell me a bit about things that you're still seeing affecting the industry. Thanks for mentioning that because, you know, actually now that we're, you know, almost nine years old next year, our anniversary is at in Infocom, you know, it is something that, you know, I myself think about a lot in terms of, you know, how far we've come uh, since, you know, you mentioned uh, the uh, Booth Babe uh, slideshows uh, that we were still uh, seeing when we, we started to, you know, at Infocom um, 18, I was so, I was so excited and, uh, you know, really impressed that we actually saw, our, um, you know, Booth dudes, as I sort of, you know, call them. And so if you look at us from that time, you know, to where we, we are now, um, I think it goes without saying that we are taken seriously. You know, we have accomplished our mission in the sense that, you know, women are respected. We recognize women. You know, there's sister organizations such as the VIXA Women's Council, who's doing an amazing job at the local chapter level, um, you know, reaching out to women. You know, they have, I think, over 20, um, you know, local chapters here in the U.S., and in Canada where women get together and network. So, you know, we've made enormous strides in terms of the perception of who we are as women in AV, the types of, you know, things that we've accomplished. And yet somewhat on that, it hasn't been enough in the sense that, you know, our numbers, our achievements and advancements are not necessarily keeping on par 
with how well we've done in raising our perception, if that makes sense. So, you know, it's wonderful for us to acknowledge each other, to, you know, to meet with each other, to network with each other. But there is still the challenge of whether or not what we're doing is actually making a very tangible and concrete, you know, a result in terms of how it's actually moving women forward. So that's, you know, sort of what our challenge is and where we're at now. And that falls into line with some of the, you know, major initiatives that, you know, I myself and and others in our leadership group are really looking to focus on in terms of how we're moving forward, such as, you know, launching the UK uh, mentoring program. That That's going to have a, an absolute impact on some woman's, you know, future, her career and her skills. So those are the types of things that we want to really look at going forward in terms of where we're focusing our energy and time. Right. Well, yeah, because just raising awareness is the beginning. But once everyone is aware, then it's like, okay, what do we do about it now? Right. It's all about the actionable differences that are really going to make an impact in the industry. Um, You know, because I think sometimes you see opportunities are out there for women. Um, You know, there are jobs and it's it's, there are ways that women can get involved in the industry, but you still don't see them get involved in the industry. So that makes you ask another question, okay, maybe it goes beyond just creating opportunities for them. It's how do we get women excited about Pro-AV? You know, are there reasons why they don't even feel like they belong in the industry, right? It, it's some of those cultural changes that I think are just as important. Yeah, it, it's really getting to the sort of the root cause as to why just generally speaking, when it comes to to women in STEM technologies and some of those things, we're not inconsistent with, you know, sort of hovering around this less than 20% over the years. And, you know, across the world, you've seen, you know, wonderfully this major, you know, push for helping women in STEM, for, for, you know, encouraging women and things like that, like you mentioned, giving them opportunities but it's not necessarily moving the needle. So we need to go another layer deeper and sort of understand why. And it gets into things such as unconscious gender bias, you know, um, whether or not women are, you know, as inclined to take risks the way that men do, you know, what are some of the reasons that, you know, we've tried, you know, CTS groups over the year. And as even though everyone's excited about doing it, is there a reason that they can't make the time Do they have different challenges at home and things like that? So really taking it a step further to identify, you know, where we're at. We've gotten the awareness. We've gotten sort of that perception issue out of the way. Now let's really get into um, what we need to do to to make a difference. If you had to choose one major why, right, one of those major root causes that really affects – or prevents women from entering or establishing careers in the industry, what would you say that is? And how is WAVE and other sister organizations like Avixa's Women's Council or AWIT helping um, push that and help get women more excited about joining Pro-AV? Exactly uh, the ability to be able to take risks. And uh, the one of the ways that women do that differently feel comfortable differently than men um, and sort of how they calculate, you know, for themselves, the types of risks that they're, you know, uh, willing to take. Uh, John Green uh, from 
new era um, communications is uh, an amazing man, amazing mentor, you know, and for, you know, for our entire industry, um, let alone women in AV. And he and I were having, a, you know, a great conversation and talking about the, about risks in general and what became clear to me in talking with him is that, and others in all of the scenarios where women were professionally needing more, be it they needed more money, um, they wanted more opportunity and promotion, you know, be it that they were having something that was going on, you know, in their personal lives that were affecting, you know, maybe their ability to be fully present at work. What was consistent throughout every time that we discussed a woman was in the end, women end up taking on more for themselves that is at their own expense rather than, you know, taking a risk to say, I need a promotion, you know, or, uh, you know, I need a raise, things like that. Uh, women will go out and they'll take a second job, you know, they'll, um, you know, they'll suffer through those nights of not sleeping, you know, they'll take that, that, um, elderly parent or other things, they're more inclined to not take risks in the sense that men maybe don't feel that same fear that they have, you know, so much on the line that they absorb it within themselves, which in some regards ends up, you know, uh, holding them and ourselves back. And so I would say, that when it comes to women, uh, that's one of the, the key things uh, that is, you know, really a challenge that we need to look at. Uh, in 2016, we were included as one of the top 10 uh, women in tech um, organizations uh, in a uh, professional coaches book, which is, you know, really fantastic. But she talked a lot about the difference between, you know, simple things like self-esteem and confidence and, you know, the way that we as women sort of talk to ourselves, you know, is seems to be a, a little bit different than men. So in talking to sort of John, women were going out and they were absorbing things more and more within themselves. But men seem to, you know, and maybe you can talk to this, Daniela, um, men don't seem to feel that same um, hesitation about going forward and saying, Hey, I need a raise or, Hey, I really want to take on this uh, job assignment and, or they just move on. Whereas women sort of, they haven't yet embraced that sort of, um, maybe entrepreneurship. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but that's really one of uh, the biggest challenges that we have. Well, you know, I think generalizations can be tough sometimes because obviously there are going to be people that break out of those norms or those barriers that are either self-imposed or imposed by um, society. But I, I think a lot of times when you do think about, okay, let's say maybe women don't ask for raises as much. Maybe it has to do less with just women in general and more about the the corporate air around, you know, how women are treated in the workplace or something, right? And it's looking more at, okay, how can we make women feel more comfortable about asking for raises? Maybe we need to stop referring to women in ways that when they are outspoken or when they have opinions that, you know, we don't 
describe them in demeaning ways that that translates to an overall feeling for you know if a woman comes into your office and asks for a raise now you are sort of conditioned to treat them differently because of all this language that you've seen throughout the years and like you said a lot of this is unconscious bias and it all really does come down to the awareness, right? Like, I know the awareness isn't enough, but it gets people on the same page. Then you move to the advancement, then you move to the initiatives, and really putting some action behind those thoughts. Well, if I can just say one thing about that, it is really, you know, this is this is something that's come up a lot more, and I think is, you know, really critical in terms of how we are going to move forward. When you talk about um, unconscious gender bias, you know, that that's something that is really uh, being discussed a lot in academia and, and things like that. Uh, the studies are being done about whether those types of things exist. And, you know, I, I really think that there needs to be more focus and, and effort put into that because I think that that's where you're going to really see the, that last sort of place that we need to address, you know, as we've discussed, women have opportunities. The amount of you know money that women make is is still is still definitely lagging. But over the last several years, we've seen a lot, if not forced through uh, some of these court you know discrimination and harassment lawsuits, um, as well as you know equal pay. Um, you know those types of things are coming along. But as you mentioned, you know uh, the way that we're perceiving women. In the workforce, in my <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, part of the challenge is, and it's not a uh, a malicious or you know a conscious you know thing, is that it's hard for I think women and men when they go into the workforce to somehow transition from the gender roles that they necessarily play in their house. So, you know, I mean, even just as sort of, you know, the risks and everything, but, you know, women in the home, and it's a good thing, in my opinion, you know, men are there to be the protectors, you know, they're the, the providers and, and those types of things. It's it's really difficult for anyone, be it a man or a woman on both sides, to really sort of abandon, you know, those types of, you know, unconscious and, you know, historically traditional roles that they have in their house once they get into the workplace, which in some regards may be having some of this impact on why, you know, we're not seeing, you know, things uh, advance to the next level. So let's move on to those positive wins, because I think if we go back to that article I mentioned earlier that you wrote in uh, June, the booth babes have evolved. You know, we're no longer seeing that things are a little more equal across the uh, across the field. We have booth dudes as well, too, right? Um, and I'm, I, that's just a small representation of, I think, some of the overall cultural changes that we've seen, not only in the way people approach um, treating women in pro-AV or how women want to join the pro-AV industry. Um, but I think just in the initiatives as well, the Avix's Women's Council, how that has grown in the last several years. And even in the last year and a half, the amount of local chapters have nearly doubled. Um, it's just a really exciting time, I think, for women in the industry to find their voice and to really make a change. So tell me about some of the positive wins that you've seen for women in the industry. It could be coming from women. It could be coming from men who are allies of women in the industry, just anything you've seen that has been particularly encouraging or industry changing? 
you know, one of the, the greatest and most positive things that I'm always encouraged with is the support that we as females in our industry receive from the men. Um, you know, that's always been an enormous win um, for us and it continues to grow. The reason that I think that that is, is incredibly important as it is, you know, it gives women confidence, you know, it, it, it gives us when we already feel that we might not necessarily, you know, be in the right place to have that acceptance as is really amazing. But on the other hand, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, and we've seen with the Supreme Court hearings and everything that's, you know, gone on, I think one of the challenges and one of the things in our industry, getting back to that, um, is that men sometimes don't feel that they have a voice as well. And they don't necessarily feel like they know where they can fit into the conversation, even if they are as incredibly supportive of women and want to help. You know, it's, it's, like I said, we're in this together and, you know, we really, you know, need each other to move forward. So one of the most incredible positives that I've seen is really just a, you know, gender neutral collaboration. You know, when it comes to the women in AV, the only th requirement that you have to be a woman in AV is that you uh, support us. So that's one of the amazing wins. I think, you know, moving forward for us, it is, as I mentioned, you know, we're looking at focusing our energy and time on initiatives that have concrete and tangible outcomes, you know, such as launching, uh, launching the mentoring program in the UK, you know, that's, we're going through the first round of the pilot there, which we'll look to, you know, launch once that's successful. And we've understood, um, you know, what worked and what didn't, you know, we'll look at launching that worldwide, you know, doing something like a public outreach video series with, you know, um, Maddie Vining of One Whipple Street, you know, she is an incredible young woman in AV. Um, so it's also something that we as an industry, but, you know, need to, to be aware of and look at, you know, but um, she's in a whole different other world when it comes to what the, what AV actually means to her. You know, she's, she's a technician. She's, she's into editing. She's into a lot of these different software applications that historically as an industry, you know, we've been boxes and lights. We've installed things, we've set them up and they sort of live in the background, you know, herself and, um, you know, a woman that we had at one of the panels that Maddie was on recently, Nina, she is a video engineer and she does amazing things with lights. So I think, you know, not only as, you know, in industry, you know, in order to stay relevant, in order to stay, you know, focused on the future and, you know, making positive um, strides, you know, we also need to look at, you know, encouraging younger women, getting young, you know, different aspects and really being aware of, you know, where our industry is going forward, that it's going to have the most um, impact. So, you know, things like that, you know, another uh, young woman working on ways that we can actually, you know, get women employment and, you know, give them opportunities that um, make them feel comfortable in terms of taking these risks, uh, you know, applying for a job is something that's a little, you know, scary for maybe a lot of people. And if you don't think that you have the skills or if you don't think um, you are qualified, women tend to, you know, 
really sort of hold back. So, you know, working with, you know, women like young women like uh, Mara Quinn, um, you know, of TRPM, trying to evolve something where we can, you know, help women to actually get, you know, job opportunities uh, that they wouldn't otherwise have um, is is all types of, you know, initiatives that we're really focused on trying to bring together. Yeah. And you mentioned specifically, you know, this doesn't totally have to do with women, but I think it gives women a chance to shine in the industry. And that was the transitions from hardware to software and sort of the evolution within products provided in ProAV. Um, you know, I think that's really representative of the industry as a whole and an issue with the industry as a whole is that professionals, um, whether it's the individuals, the integrators or the companies who provide these services are having to evolve what it means to be AV. You know, what is an AV product? It's not just the hardware boxes and it's not just the technology that um, goes into, let's say, facial recognition cameras or I mean, all that stuff is great and new, but it's evolving into mobile web based services, products, softwares, um, things that are a little more open source, a little easier to integrate. And I think it's having to recontextualize a lot of how people view their own industry. And I think this gives a great opportunity for people like you were mentioning, um, other women in the industry who maybe have just these personal penchants for the next step in AV to step up and be a new focal point, especially joining a group like Wave or an, an Avixas Women's Council local group and using those platforms as a place to spread those opinions and those thoughts and be a real thought leader. Uh, you know, I think it's a really special time to be a woman in the industry. And especially as the technology continues to change, there could be opportunities for women to really stand up and be catalysts for movements and just industry-wide changes. Right. Yeah. Or else we're just, we're going to get swamped by Amazon, you know, and Alexa. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, you see that more and more where you see Google, you know, at the last few, um, you know, Infocom shows. I know that Microsoft, I'm not sure if they were there this last year, but I know that they, you know, have been there in the first, um, in the past. You also see companies like uh, Teladoc, which I did not see anything about them at IC18. I might have just missed it, but um, I also didn't see much about telehealth. But when you look at like the government and the way that the government is giving out grants and really focusing their um, abilities on using technology to be able to meet um, health needs and things along those lines that they can't otherwise um, do, uh, there's, there's really missing a, a big opportunity, I think, in, you know, staying relevant as an industry uh, if we can't necessarily find our path, not necessarily in the consumer side of technology, that is the CDS and such that does high-end homes and, you know, things like that. But um, they're definitely starting to, to come up more, you know, when you have, you know, like Control 4 and you have um, these home alarm systems and and things like that. And as you mentioned, the ability for women. And I, know, I remember a few years ago, we had uh, done a podcast on, you know, uh, female programmers in the industry. And I'll be darned if I was able to even find four female programmers. So seeing women such as Maddie and um, Nina, who are really, you know, utilizing the, their creativity and they're actually they're they're using technology 
to be able to um, develop and express themselves creatively, that is really something that as women, you know, I think is an enormous strength that we have. And as an industry, the ability for us to be able to get behind women with the products and the services to be able to help foster and grow that would be a win-win for all of us. Yeah. It's it's just also really exciting to see the approach behind how you get women more excited about joining the industry and having these you know, sort of epiphany moments for the industry, right? Being those catalysts, like you mentioned, the mentoring program in the UK that you launched this fall. Uh, I think that's just a really easy and a really essential way to get women excited about joining the industry and seeing other people that are like them. It's like, okay, there are other women who are programmers. There are other women who are integrators. There are other women who are blank, blank, blank. And then working with them closely, developing those personal relationships and being excited to make a change. Uh, I I think that's really what it's going to take for the industry to evolve and stay relevant is to utilize all the people that want to be in the industry. You know, like don't don't limit yourselves from within. Find ways to involve everyone and to give everyone an opportunity to be creative and to be passionate and to find their voice. Well, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because that's really exactly where the idea, you know, for the public outreach um, video series came from. Uh, It was, you know, Maddie, you know, in the next generation of, you know, AV professionals and women in AV really wanted to reach out to the younger, you know, um, schools. Polycom um, collaborated with Abigail uh, several months ago and did an amazing uh, women in AV event in UK where they actually used their um, products. And I believe it's a century of that they connected to a UK um, STEM school for young girls in their area. And these young girls were able to, you know, show what types of projects they were working on, utilizing our technology, but really communicating with the younger generations. And it can never be said enough. I myself was really blessed and fortunate that I went to a public high school that actually had a broadcast studio in it. So from the time I was 15, I was able to learn the technology in an environment where I wasn't afraid that it would cost me my job. And then I went on to the University of Massachusetts where they had a television station. I got to work for ESPN, be a president there. All of these types of experiences that then were transferable and immediately put me in a position when I graduated from college that I actually, you know, had skills that were relevant in the workforce that, you know, made me feel as if I was uh, qualified to be able to take on on jobs. Those are those are really critical things. And we really need to look to, you know, young women um, like Maddie and Mora, who are, you know, steaming with excitement and creativity and innovation and ideas and, you know, support wherever it is that they want to go and uh, be there, you know, for them, because they'll be the ones that will take us, uh, you know, to the next to the next level. Exactly. Yep. Empower the young people. (laughs) I love it. 
Well, hey, Jennifer, I really want to thank you for joining us on this first collaborative podcast between Wave and MarketScale Pro AV. Um, you know, I know for our next episodes, we want to bring in other voices. You know, we really want this podcast to be a catalyst for people to get their opinions, their thoughts, and really create some authentic discussion about what women are doing in AV. So I know that they can do that by shooting you an email at womeninav, W-O-M-E-N-I-N-A-V at gmail.com, and they can express some interest in wanting to join the podcast. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about getting people on this podcast and maybe what you're looking for in guests? Yeah, um, but exactly to your point, you know, one of, you know, one of the things that we, you know, really want to accomplish is figuring out how it is that women want to be involved in the group as well as where they feel that they can have a place and have a voice to be part of that conversation. And that's exactly, you know, like you said, what we're trying to accomplish with this. So, you know, we really, you know, encourage and want to hear from women um, that are interested in bringing up or, or talking about anything that really truly matters to them. You know, whether, you know, we want, it's hard, you know, when you're looking out, you know, at everything to be able to see you know, who's won what award, but we know that women are winning awards. We know that women are achieving, getting promotions, doing these types of things. So those are the types of women we want to hear from you. We want to highlight you. We want to recognize you. And then we also want to hear your tips for other women, for the things that you've, how you've done that, you know, what it is that, you know, made a difference in your career to be where you are, as well as, you know, specifically, you know, challenges, you know, what is it that you're struggling with? What is it that, you know, you can't seem to overcome that you see other women experiencing, you know, so come on the show, you know, let's talk about it. Let's try to figure it out together and see if there isn't something that, you know, we can do that, you know, will help not only the person that's joining, but, you know, everybody. So, you know, we're really open to the format that's going to work for people, but we really want to, you know, you know, hear from people and have women, you know, in the industry be involved. So please, you know, as Daniel mentioned, you know, get in touch with us, reach out, you can reach out to us at, you know, on Twitter at, you know, women in AV, we have a LinkedIn group, you can reach out to us there, you can follow us on Facebook at women in AV and send us an email at women in AV at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll Really excited, and you know, thanks for the opportunity to be able to uh, partner with Market Scale Pro. You know, we're looking forward to uh, you know doing something fantastic together. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. So, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode where we chatted about basically the foundation of where are women at in Pro AV. What are some things that are coming around the corner that are really exciting for empowering women and allies of women to speak up, give their opinions, and be catalysts in their industry? Because I think that the Pro AV industry really needs that right now. It really needs people to step up and be creative and find ways to innovate. So, again, thank you, Jennifer, for coming on the podcast. Looking forward to the next one. If you'd like to come on the podcast and give some of your thoughts, or we can at least source some of of your questions, go ahead and email wave at womeninav at gmail.com. I'll include that in the description as well. So again, thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.